0: Don't get hung up like if you went and rode winter throwdown don't get hung up on like oh if you think you had necessarily like a bad weekend or whatever you filled up to winter throwdown and sent it there are so many people that didn't and you did it and at these national events like just stepping on to the track on your bike is a huge accomplishment and like all that sea time is just going to make you a better rider so everybody that went is just that much better of a writer for sending their name and, and going. So it's it was a great event.
1: Episode 167, Tanks Latin Podcast. Winter throwdown recap pod. Stoked to get back on here. I've been uh, a little under the weather these last few days, trying to recover from the weekend, but feeling pretty good today. Other side of the mic, Eric Harley.
0: What's good, man? Not too much. Spent the day shoveling snow, and uh, let's do a podcast. I don't know. Do you remember how to do a podcast? I feel like it's been a couple minutes, dude. It's been a
1: minute, and uh, apologize to everybody for that. But just the preparation for for Throwdown. It's so it's so hectic, and I'm down in Florida and. I got a lot going on down here. I have people staying with me who helped me with the event. I have Bodie Page and his mom, Stacy. They're from Australia. They're staying here. Uh, Bodie's going to train with us for a week, week and a half, two weeks. And, you know, it got Trent, got Evan, got Cruz, my sister Keely. My mom just flew out of town today. Uh, dude, there's a lot going on. But appreciate everybody's patience with the podcast. Patreon people, we're going to do a promoter podcast as far as the ins and outs of promoting a race from my point of view so if you want to hear that podcast subscribe to our patreon and we'll get we're gonna bang two of these out here in the next week week and a half just to catch up for january but yeah again guys just appreciate everybody's patience with with this delay in the show and we'll we'll get we'll get get it back man keep it going eric it's uh what's been like two weeks man two and two Two, two and a half weeks? Too long? That's how long. Too long. Uh, Too long, no, yeah. No,
0: I actually am super excited uh, to touch base quickly on that Patreon pod. I think on the heels of a successful amateur event uh, like Winter Throwdown, not to blow more smoke up your ass than you probably deserve, but I think it's a great idea for people to look into uh, having their own races, you know, promoting their own. It's just like we showed, you showed, everyone that showed up to Winter Throwdown Put on full display that flat track is not dead. It's just a little misguided in some avenues. So uh, I think the more people getting out there wanting to say, Hey, I want to promote a race. uh, The the sport will be better for it.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and there's nothing that I do with promoting this, this race or any of my races that I'm not willing to help others with, like there's no Mm -hmm. secrets and, and promoting races. Like, I don't think it's a competition like, Oh, my race is better than that race or his race is better like collectively, I have a son that races. I still obviously race a little bit. Um, I would like to go to major quality of, you know, quality events across the country just for that aspect. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I've said it a few times and I really think it's true where a rising tide raises all ships on, on that aspect of what we're doing. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think that's, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to, uh, to share a lot of that info and, people have their own opinions on why they feel winter throwdown is successful or why it works. And I think a lot of people will be surprised on some of the focus and what, what I look at when I do this event or any of my events really. Um, but dude, it's, it's, it's high risk, high reward, man. I mean, it's like for some transparency going into this episode, it was, uh, it was like $22,000 to, to do the live streaming. And and I wrote that check from, from Corey texter. So especially with the weather, I mean, for the riders, like I had people, you know, Oh man, I don't want to come down and waste the gas money if it's going to rain. And I think we lost some riders because the weather looks so bad, but it was just like funny where riders were like, yeah, I'm really stressed out about the weather. It's like, you're stressed out. Like if I, <laughs> if it would have rained one of the days I, I did some calculations where I, I would have lost like, dude, I would have lost like 30, 35 grand. If that was just one of the days. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff that goes into it that you just can't get back. And there's different yeah. aspects of when you call the race and how much money you lose. And I'll talk about that on the Patreon show, but it's almost better to call the race like right away, like call it before you, ev- you even get there because once the ambulance is there that you bring in the porta potties you have the awards printed, you rent the track. um, you know, it, it's stressful, man. And I'm actually really proud of myself for how I handled it with all things considered, there was a lot going mm-hmm. on. And, uh, the biggest was the weather, Eric, and I've never really had issues with weather prior to this year. Um, so that was a new variable for me that I had to navigate.
0: Yeah. And I think too, the transparency was another, um, key aspect that it kind of created buy-in for everybody. They felt like they were involved in it. So like when you had that writer's meeting that said, Hey, look, instead of sitting around here all night, we're just going to move this to tomorrow. I think we would all collectively rather be here till one o'clock in the morning on Saturday, not mess around with Sunday. I think everybody was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like, you know, they're thinking about us. Like we're forward thinking. Like that was, that was really cool. I had never really seen that before at a uh, a race where, everybody was just like, "Hey, sit on the bleachers. We're going to talk about this. Look, this is what we want to do and this is why we want to do it." And everybody was like looking around like, "Well, oh, that makes sense." And then it was smooth sailing. So, yeah, absolutely. That was a really cool aspect of it.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing where a lot of uh promoters that where I've been to races, they have like a chip on their shoulder and they do something the way they want to do it, but there's no reason, rhyme or reason why they're doing it. And that's one yeah. thing I always try to do with like like my races, Mini Cup, anything that I'm sort of, um, piloting the ship, so to speak, I always try to give everybody a reason whether or not they agree with the reason or, you know, we have different opinions on it. That's totally fine, but I always have a reason and I'm transparent on what that reason is. So, uh, yeah, I, I think transparency is key. Um, yeah. And I truly like try to make it, uh, I look at everybody, like I have, Pros that text me, they want things done a certain way. I have amateurs, vet guys. Collectively, as a promoter, you got to look at um, what's best for everybody. Uh, and that's even my own kids, like my own. I mean, one of the races, like we'll get to it, but Cruz jumped to start. Like I, I didn't even see who jumped. I'm like, who jumped? And the flagger's is like. He's like, well, it was a kid. Like, do we put kids back? I'm like, yeah, we put kids back. I was like, who was it? Like, it was Cruz. I'm like, yeah, send them back. Like, don't why? Don't even hesitate. Like, that's yeah, yeah. fucking jump the star. You send them back. So, yeah, no, that's yep. uh, it's an interesting, interesting aspect of it. But um, but let's roll into it, man. I want to make sure we shout out the sponsors and make the pod happen week in and week out. Mission Foods, really, really thankful for everything they do. Not only for this podcast, but Winter Throwdown. If it wasn't for them. The event would 100% not have been happening, and we're really thankful for their partnership with Corey Texter Promotions and Tank Sutton Podcast. If you can, go out support them. Buy some tortilla chips, tortilla shells. Do anything you can to support Mission Foods. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing, not only are they sponsored the podcast, but they chipped in and helped support the uh, live streaming as well. I called up my my pals at Yamaha, and they they were really uh, excited to have the live stream package take place. So, Really appreciate all they're doing for the podcast. Indian Motorcycle, another company that they uh, they chipped in for uh, for the Winter Throwdown, just helping out with the live streaming, helping out with sponsorship. Uh, everyone says that Indian's not invested in flat track anymore, and that's totally, totally untrue. They, they do a lot for hooligan racing, amateur racing. They still offer great contingency programs for pro flat track. So really thankful for Indian Motorcycle, Moto America, Appreciate everything they do for the podcast, everything they did to make this live streaming happening at uh, Winter Throwdown, Dunlop Motorcycle Tires. Again, another huge sponsor of not only the podcast, but Winter Throwdown, 19 inch, 17-inch flat track tires, off-road street. Check out their website, Download Motorcycle Tires.com. And my main man, uh, Jerry Stinchfield with Roof Systems, again, the you know, one of the biggest sponsors of Winter Throwdown every single year. Commercial and industrial roofing company with nearly 40 years of experience. Check out his website. CommercialRoofSystems.net. If you guys get a chance, uh, not only for this podcast, but all the sponsors involved with Winter Throwdown, um, send them a message on on Instagram. Send them a message on social media, Facebook. Find their email. Just do a a a simple three four sentence thank you for supporting not only Winter Throwdown but amateur flat track. Um, You know, I make these phone calls every year to get these sponsors to support us, to get these uh, manufacturers to offer contingency. And the thank yous go a long way for us as a sport. Uh, We're competing with motocross, with road racing, with hair scrambles. We got to show them the value of flat track and amateur flat track. And those that quick little message on Instagram, social media, it goes a long way, guys. So, yeah, but let's get into it, man. First, uh, day one, ping a throwdown. I'll let you take the lead.
0: Damn, that was the first time that I've ever been in person to a uh the the King of Throwdown. The couple years that I had been was before that showed up. So I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I'd I'd seen the, you know, the, you know, how cool it looked on like social media and stuff like that, but then to see it in person, I, I mean, we talked on the phone. I I I left the event thinking we got to get we have to have more of these style events going throughout flat track i think it's a breath of fresh air i even talked to my local uh people here in uh, spokane it's like hey let's let's do something like that maybe like the end of the year banquet or something like that all the the people that won their class or whatever will qualify for just something like that i just think that kudos to you and your team for coming up with that that was something so unique to see like such heavy hitters like my kid idolizes all of these racers and he watches them all the time. And for him to be able to see them just kind of like in a relaxed environment going head on against other people. And um he was he was on cloud nine man. So that was so much fun. The track was great Thursday night. And the you know you could you couldn't really hear the 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 warm-up music unless you were like behind the stands or whatever. But that definitely added a little vibe to it. And um yeah it was it was yeah it was I I expected it to be good because everybody said it was really good but it was above what I had anticipated and expected. So um, let's get more of those in the sport of flat track.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like when I, when I did this event, when I came up with it last year, the biggest reason for me was kind of to save the track a little bit, like the open practice. um, The first few years we did the event, it would just kind of Mm -hmm. tear the track up really bad. I mean, four hours, three, four hours of hundreds of bikes at the open practice, um and honestly i think we lost a lot of riders last year because they were so adamant on not we didn't have open practice they were stressing where um they weren't really into this one v one thing and last year after the first one people were like wow that was really cool and then this year i think we really showcased how cool it is and and um it's more of like a fan appreciation night like it's $10 to get in for Thursday. You can come in and watch that event for $10 guys. I mean, it's, you come in, yeah. we do the two rounds of qualifying. And then mm, we went from a 16 rider bracket. Uh, sorry, I'm a little, like I said, under the weather, we went from a 16 rider bracket to a 20 rider bracket this year. So we had two, I'm sorry, two, not two. We had four preliminary sort of races that moved four riders into the original bracket um but there were what like 50 riders i think there was 47 i think 47 or 49 total riders who signed up for that um on some transparency i didn't personally personally do as well as i thought i was kind of being cocky because like i ride callahan a lot and i feel really good there when i ride and i i said to briar i was like i'm gonna fast qualify this first session i i bet and uh i was so (laughs) confident with how the track was and uh yeah no i i hopped on my old framer and i felt really fast but i i like i didn't time good i timed 15 then i switched bikes instead of trying to make that bike good i just switched bikes and um that bike wasn't it wasn't great for me either um so i didn't make the bracket i was super bummed about it but w- realistically i honestly forgot i was racing until like an hour before we started i was like fuck i gotta i'm racing i gotta go get the bike and set it <laughs> up and so a shout out to DJ Slawser who um set my bike up somewhat and changed the tire for me and I went out there and tried to make the bracket and uh damn I didn't make it so I didn't hear the end of that between the boys cuz they all made it uh Trent, Evan, Briar, and <laughs> Cody everybody every, everybody did did well um from that aspect Yeah but
0: that's too. You got to love the banter and stuff. That's one of the the, the cool aspects of like having right. friends and stuff that you with race and stuff is, you, you know, we give shit. Everyone gives shit. It's just uh, it's it's uh, it's fun when stuff like that happens. So I'm sure you were laughing when they were giving you a hard time. But I was thinking about this when it comes to the one V one. Do you think in time or is it already there? Do you think it is flat tracks straight rhythm?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty similar and you know, I I saw that we on our podcast um, Facebook page on Facebook, which makes sense. <laughs> uh it uh we asked them like what they thought of it and some people were like you need to make the bracket bigger, you need to do more laughs, you know. And it's I want this to be a premiere event. And with, with any premiere mm-hmm. event or premiere anything, not everybody it should be premiere to where there's we should send a lot of people home. Uh, you know, the main event, so there's 12 rider main events and it's fucking hard to make the main event. Um, I like, I like that. It's hard. I mean, I went to 20 rider brackets, but I don't see myself going any higher than 20, than 20 people in the bracket. I think maybe next year we could do three rounds of qualifying instead of two. Um, but I, I love the format. I love that it's three laps. I love that guys go ahead. You have to go to work right away. Um, If it was any more laps, if somebody was like way faster, like say we did eight laps, it would just be like, it would be boring for most of the races. Like three laps, when you start on the, you know, you start with one another, you could not really have a shot, but you can throw like a punch, try to get in there, try to stir it up and have a shot in three laps. So I think everything about that part of it, I really like. And it provided a lot of really good, I would say, dream matchups. Looking at the prelims here, we had uh, Joe Cobb and Evan Keller.
0: He's a rookie who's uh, a little bit underrated, man. He, um, yeah, that's what I was going to give Evan a shout out. He, he definitely shut some people up. Hypothetically, if anybody was doubting Evan, he he rode really well during the one v one, and you know, I'd say all weekend. Um, So, and obviously, we give too tall, a bunch of props and stuff, and you know, but there's other fast kids that are coming up to AFT this year that, um, really showed up this weekend. So props to everyone. Yeah. Well, I, I think on a
1: normal year, you take out Evan and Braden, um, Evan, Evan Keller would win the horizon award a lot of these years with in other years, like he's a, you know, or he'd be a contender. So yeah, I mean, he doesn't get the, the, um, the credit that, Evan and Braden get simply because they, they won more races as amateurs, but, um, yeah. but he's a really, really underrated good rider who could, uh, who could immediately, immediately be in the mix on main events and, and be around the top 10. But, uh, I was kind of bummed he won no offense to Evan. Cause I really wanted to see Joe cop versus Cody cop in the first round. I think a father son <laughs> first round would have been amazing. And, uh, it, we, we didn't get that cause Evan, Evan took care of Joe, but uh, I think Joe won one of them. I think it went to a third race, but, um, but yeah, that was, that was really, uh, really cool. And let's just kind of go into the, um, let's just go into the quarterfinals. We had Cody coppers, yep. Trevor Bruner, um, Cody looked a little off all weekend, to be honest. Um, maybe we can talk about him a little bit more in the, in the show, but he was a little off. I still thought, I mean, he was the one seed. I think it was the
0: second year in a row. He qualified first, but well, Trevor he even Brun- said that he was having, Troubles with his starts. and His starts were you know, when hideous. You're, yeah, hideous. Yeah, yeah. When you were went out there qualifying and stuff, you're not worried about that. So maybe they're just <laughs> still working out some of these new bikes and kind of getting everything dialed in. I know Wally Brown and Andrew and everybody are doing a lot of work. So, um, yeah, I would say if you're a Cody fan, uh, don't worry too much. Uh, that kid will figure it out for sure. So,
1: yeah, Bruner Bruner took care of Cody. Uh, the second uh, group was uh, B Rob and James Ott. Um, B Rob had a had some really good battles with um, with Evan in the in the first round. Um, that's a hard matchup for Evan to get Brandon in that first round, but he held his own. He was right there with Brandon Robinson, but Brandon 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 advanced, and then Brandon took care of James Ott in that quarterfinal. Uh, this the next group down. We had there's a pretty it's a dream matchup. We had Dallas Daniels versus Jared Meese, two guys who we're contending for the twins title this year. You can't really write that up like any better. I mean, some of these matchups were pitcher pitcher. Perfect dude. Um, And, uh, and Jared Meese won. He won over Dallas, which I was kind of surprised by that. Jared didn't look great in qualifying. He was the 11 seed. No. And, um, but he, he beat Justin Jones. I think Jones, he might've beat him one of the races, but Meese is like, he's relentless. And this format fits him really well. So, And he's also a former wrestler, so he knows how to how brackets work. But Meese took care of Justin Jones, and then Meese took care of Dallas Daniels. And then uh, one of the first round matchups, Eric, that we got to talk about was Trent Lowe versus Dalton. Uh, What were your
0: What were your thoughts on that? I was hooting and hollering. That was awesome and when they were coming off the track they were giving each other business and stuff i would like and then like my so my mother flew down for the event and like my kid was there and and then um it was it was awesome to see everybody just like going wild in the crowd just seeing that because i'm sure you know they're 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 cool now but in the moment man it was like they're not really cool
1: they uh (laughs) they don't they don't get along like they have a rivalry and and that's good man it's good for the sport like i totally yeah, yeah. totally like uh dalton waving down the straightaway um <laughs> yeah. trent got a little <laughs> a little pissy about it but i went over to trent i told him i'm like bro you need the man to fuck up i was like if you don't want him doing that then you need to beat him like um you know that's you can't show emotion because of that like that made him look I, honestly, a
0: little soft. Like I was like, dude. I don't know who the photographer was that got the reel. I don't know if it was Lane or if it was Billy or who got that clip, but they they edited it and they got that really cool uh, video of Dalton waving down the straightaway. And I'll be honest, when I watched it, I thought he flipped him off. And so, like, see that I was like, oh, he just waved him off. I was like, all right, <laughs> no, nah, it was good. I mean, dude, this is like I said, I say multiple
1: times, this isn't T-ball. I mean, it's not everybody's supposed to like each other. So that was a really good first round. But then, um, and then like Chase sat man. He was he was in a prelim. He qualified fifteenth. He had Brayden Fanders in the prelim, which is that's just an insane prelim. You have the guy who won it last year against against Braden Fanders, who is a really dicey young rookie. Uh, Chase Adhoff won that, but then waiting for Chase was Breyer. Um, <laughs> so you had Breyer Bauman and Chase Adhoff in the first round. You had the guy who won it last year and the guy who ended up winning it this year. Uh, Breyer took care of Chase, and then Breyer had Dalton, and Breyer, obviously Breyer beat Dalton, um, which set up the two semifinal matchups. We had Trevor Bruner versus Brandon Robinson. Brandon won that. And we had another pitcher perfect matchup. We had Jared Meese versus Briar Bauman. Um, and looking at these quarterfinal seeds, man, uh, last year all the seeds sort of played out where like the the lower number advanced. Um, but you had Trevor Bruner as an eight seed versus Brandon Robinson, a five seed. Then you had Jared Meese as an 11 seed versus Briar Bauman, the two seed. So I thought that was interesting, man, that, uh,
0: that's some like, NCAA bracketology shit right there. That's, that's so some cool Gonzaga
1: shit right there. Yeah, yeah, dude. I Aaron mean, Misa Gonzaga we'll Bulldogs. Um, I say
0: yeah, the one thing I will say about these quarterfinals and semis and everything else is you kind of saw the cream of the crop, so to speak. Like, yeah, everybody was on singles, but the twins riders advanced, and uh, I don't want to get you know the cart before the horse or whatever, but I I was genuinely surprised by that. I I thought the these kids that all they know are four fifties and some of the short trackers and stuff would take care of business, but you know the Dallases, the the Jareds, the Briars Brandons, like all those guys just whoop, they just went on their merry way and and showed you know that not only is the twins class the premier class, but also those riders are in the twins class because they are the premier riders. So I thought that was really cool for the sport.
1: Yeah, and it it takes a lot of racecraft, like to. To do what, like, the 1v1, when you're just against one person, it's a lot more racecraft uh, race is involved with that, I feel like, where you mm-hmm. have one guy, you know how that guy races, you know what you have to do, you get good starts. I think, yeah, I mean, that's why I think this format is so good for somebody like Jared Meese or, or Breyer, where even if they're not the fastest guys out there in qualifying, they can dis, you know they can pick through the bracket like the champs they are. Yeah. Um, in the semifinal match- matchups, we had Bruner and B-Rob. Uh, B-Rob took that. I, I was a, not surprised, but I it wouldn't have surprised me to see it go either way. Uh, I thought Bruner looked really good, but Brandon's tough on those tracks, man, and, and he made it to the finals. And then the semifinal, the other one was uh, Mies and Breyer. And at this point in the show, Breyer looked so good. I yeah. I didn't think Mies had a shot. I think that was where Mies's luck ran out. I think maybe if... Meese was paired up with maybe Bruner or B-Rob. I'm not saying it would have been a sure thing. He might have been able to figure them out. But Breyer just had so much speed on everybody else. And uh, he didn't lose all night, dude. He didn't lose. He went to the finals. He swept Brandon. If he didn't hole shot, he passed the guys. His starts were good. He just looked great. Um, Honestly, dominate,
0: dominated the, the, the whole king of throwdown. Well... Everybody there was lucky because Kyler Scott didn't race. He showed up. I saw him, but he didn't race, so everybody <laughs> yeah. was just lucky. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 lucky. I didn't see him.
1: I saw his dad. I was like, is Tyler here? And he said, yeah, but I was wrapped. I didn't get to go see him. But uh, but yeah, kudos to Briar. I, I definitely think there's some things we can uh, work on to make it slightly better. Like you said, the audio wasn't great for the music. We need to come up with a better way to kind of play that music. Uh. We need to figure out the audio levels. Really, that was like early on in the weekend with the live streaming and like the audio. We were yeah. still trying to figure out. So, yeah, that's something we can work on a little bit because I really like that music when you come out. I love that aspect yeah. of it, but it's got to it's got to radiate through the through who, the grandstands. It's got to be loud. Who is your uh, Who is your favorite walk up music? Uh, I really like Cameron Smith um, doing Eminem. I, I thought that was. <laughs> I thought that was ironic just Cameron as a yeah. uh, as an African American flat track racer you know he he picked uh Eminem as the a
0: white rapper I just Fuck thought yeah.
1: I thought that and was then,
0: so so good For me it was either Breyer or James Ott. like if you were there or if you watched Breyers maybe you might good, know this yeah. Backseat boys and then James yeah. Ott was straight fucking hood I don't I don't even know who that was it was, so Drake. was like Jumpman Was that Was that Jumpman? Yeah I, Jumpman
1: I think that's what he I had like, Jumpman
0: all right because I was like listening. I was like listening, but I was like working on something over in the pits, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I looked down at a screen. It was James odd and I was like, "You gotta be shitting me!" Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I that was they awesome. were good. Um,
1: but yeah, that the Eminem was was hilarious. Um, and just dude, I loved it. I mean, Cammy, Cammy rode good too. Cammy was dicey. He did a lot better than I thought he was gonna do, and yeah Yeah, that's
0: uh mark tepper's bike yeah yeah
1: that's one guy i wouldn't i wouldn't have been too stoked to line up with because he's just so dicey but uh but yeah no overall it it was great i think briar walked out with just under three thousand dollars i think it was like 2950 um everybody that made the bracket got some money uh the farther along you advanced through the bracket you got more more checks um so to speak more money and uh, more envelopes so yeah, it was good. That event was sponsored by First Impressions Racing. Uh Eric Hoyt man and he did the fire he got the fireworks at the end and uh, That
0: was Did you guys have that last year?
1: No, we didn't. But that was all Eric. That was all Eric Hoyt and First Impressions.
0: That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, the it was fireworks. A, it was yeah. a
1: huge addition, addition to the event, but yeah, we were done by I think 7:30 we got done. So it was still plenty of time yeah. to cook up some dinner, hang out and the weather was pretty yep. solid on Thursday and track was pretty good I mean it was uh it was racy it was dude it
0: was good everything was great man except you know I, of the I three nights you Corey texture the racer which which track would you have liked the the most because it were all really uh, different all three days yeah
1: I, w- I mean I I would have liked
0: every day um I think mm-hmm. the
1: most fun for me would have been that first night like if I had a bike I was comfy on and I could have got into that bracket I think I could like with my starts I think I had a I think I had a shot I'm not saying I'm coming for Briar's belt but I think I would have been um been in the mix just like based on my starts but dude there was a lot of good riders who didn't get through who didn't get through the bracket like I have to go back and look but um like I know Fisher I don't think made the bracket I'm try- I have to go back and look there were a lot of really good riders who didn't make it so getting into the bracket is uh you got to get in there first and then once you're in there you have a shot like anybody
0: can win once you're
1: in it but I think the track that I would have did the best on as far as like results would have been the last day, like the way the groove was, Yeah, that's what
0: I was thinking too. That, yeah. That's it typically is.
1: how it, like when we go ride there on a, you know, on a Wednesday or something during the winter, the tracks always sort of like that. It always sort of grooves up mm. and, and um, it's not like the groove we had over the weekend. The last day was way bigger than any groove that we ride there during the week, but it's very yeah. similar. Um, Very similar. I mean, it was smooth. It was mm-hmm. fast. And, looking at lap times, like we'll get to that. But when it, when it grooves up, like I know what I run there when it grooves up. Um, and I ride with Evan and Trent, like, so I know where I'm at on the groove. And, um, but that being said, if I didn't get a good start, I would have been shit out of luck. <laughs> starts were really important, but speed wise, I, I'm pretty comfy with, with my speed there on a groove, but I can talk all the shit yeah. I want because I didn't, I, I didn't race. So let's <laughs>
0: <say>. <laughs> well, I, you and I will differ on that one. I thought Friday was uh awesome that was def- definitely more up my and my son's alley um and you know that's just just cool how that track is you know it's perfectly shaped with a nice smooth oval but like just how it can change from night to night and um yeah i just we really kind of liked the uh the more i would say cushiony let's say with an asterisk if you will uh aspects to friday but i uh yeah, that's, but well, what did you think about Friday? Let's uh let's get into Friday, the longest day ever. No, just kidding. Yeah, I mean,
1: I thought the track was sick Friday, but it, yep. the, like track prep really depends on uh weather, and you know it, it it had rained, it was cloudy, overcast, it wasn't super windy, and the track stayed really like wet, cushiony, cushiony, but it was really smooth, and and we've mm-hmm. ridden there quite a bit when it's been like that. Um, it's not a surprise, like. Like we've, we've raced there like a cushion and it's definitely fun. I actually, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I personally like riding a cushion better. Um, but it all depends. It just depends on track prep. The reason it was so like track prep and weather have, they go hand in hand. You just have to be ready for both. Like we had a really good base on the track where we were ready for rain we were ready for it to kind of fluff up and we were ready for it to groove up so um having a plan and then a backup plan is key in track prep because like i said weather you like there's no way we could have prepped that track really any different and still have been time efficient with how sunny and windy it was on saturday um So, but it was cool as a rider. I mean, some of these riders were texting me. Cody was the worst. We got a two time national champ and he's, (laughs) he's stressing out about the, the, the track not being a cushion. It's like, dude, instead of worrying about like wanting the track to change, like go faster with what it is. Um, I thought that was crazy how the pros looked so out of sorts with, you know, they had a cushion for two days, basically. And then they we gave them a groove after the second day of Group One, and like none of them looked like they knew what the fuck they were doing. Like they were blowing the groove, they were crashing, they were it was bumper cars, Mario Kart, man, it was. And then you send the amateurs out, and they look great. Like they look like they've done this. Well,
0: thing. I think the the little kids, you know, relatively, you know, the the amateur, smaller bikes. Um, there's there's truth in that that, you know, sometimes the youth and whatever they're doing, whether it be a sport or school or any. If something is a big occasion or a little bit different, you know, the the joke is, oh, they're just too dumb to know how big of a deal it is. Or, or, you know, they're just, you know, they're just so young. They don't understand any difference. So all they're doing is just riding the track that's in front of them. So sometimes that youthful innocence, if you will, or not understanding benefits them. And I think that was a case where they, they just didn't know. So they're like, fuck it. I'm just going to ride the track.
1: Well, and a little bike is not much different from like, say on a PW, like the two days, There's really no... You don't really ride it any different. Like, you're not spinning. There's no setup, really. You just sort of... It's yeah. a circle, really. But I I get it. On a bigger bike, there's different setups and tires and changes. But, I mean, pros are the best in the world for a reason. And those 450 expert heat races that we made up and the track was a groove, dude, I was like... I, I was shaking my head in the infield. I was like, what are these guys doing? Like, they were... <laughs> It literally looked like they never wrote a groove track in their life. Uh it was entertaining though. Like if you say groove track racing isn't as entertaining, dude, I think you're wrong. Like it was so entertaining uh watching them watching them try to make passes like they were making. It was it was entertaining. But let's run through the classes uh for each class okay. and uh we'll give some riders some shout outs. Uh so I'm just going to go in the order that we have for uh, group one and group two. And I don't have all the results in front of me. I just have, um, I'll do like the second day or as soon as I can find a result, we'll just kind of talk about some some standout riders, but the, uh, the PW class, I was a little bummed because I thought like we had seven or eight pre entered riders for that. And Mm -hmm. I thought we were going to have more, more show up. But again, like with the weather and whatever else we had four. um, which was kind of a bummer i i really like we need that we need these kids on p-dubs for for this thing to grow and uh but it was good like generally speaking um jameson reese i want to give him a shout out that he rode so so good and it's crazy how far he's coming like a couple year span and man they've been doing really good with him and i just wanted to give a
0: jameson a big is he number 72 is that who that that kid is okay he had riders he had the okay hand, he had the, hand guards uh, hand guards yeah, yeah that's did. like his statement you could see that yeah. thing from a mile away yeah he did he rode real smooth that's good for that kid
1: yeah he rode great and honestly i loved it because um man Cruz rode like shit on friday just generally speaking and and in the heat race james like jameson rode right around him and it really like i was pumped i'm like dude good like if you're not like for for Cruz, man he like you need to get pushed and he just wasn't showing up that first day um and, and on the p-dub too man like it was it was cool to have somebody there to to push and um and you know i know like kato and uh darren carter son corbin like they're all really good riders too like they they compete podium and win out out in illinois in the midwest so there's only four four kiddos but man they're they're all they all rode pretty pretty solid and and Cruz actually um the second day he 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 looked really good on the p-dub the second day i was a lot happier um with his effort the, se- the second day he was more uh yeah. more like himself on that on that p-dub the second day and did a lot better so uh hopefully we can get more riders in that class um it's just the it's just the starting class and i just we just don't have enough kids in it so um
0: but yeah, yeah and I, I i i did notice that too that like the actual entries versus a pre-entry was low and I, my brain went directly to meh weather. It's fine. Move on. Cause you know, we'll go through the next for all the other classes and everything else was really well attended. I just think when you have kids that low and it's looking kind of iffy, well, you know, we'll just park their bikes or whatever maybe just not load up and go, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just the last two years we've had low entries in that class and it just, it's just bummer. Cause they're, I mean, they're cheap, they're cheap bikes to build cheap bikes to race and, It'd just be nice to get, you know, get kids, more kids on those motorcycles. But, uh, moving into the 65 CC class, uh, it looks like we had a tie for the points with Talon Nelson, who is, um, Sky Lauk's brother, Talon, man, he's, he's come alive here in the last six months, I'd say, but he rode, mm-hmm. uh, amazing. He got the win on the second day and was, I think he was fourth on the first day, um, him and Jackson Joyner who won the first day, but got fourth the second day. I think the tiebreaker is the last day. I honestly don't know. This would be a call my call my timing Mm. and scoring, but I think the last day is why, why town won the, won the points. Um, Oh,
0: so it's a little bit more weighted. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's weighted kind of like moto where moto two is carries slightly more weight than, than moto one, if it's a two race series, but um, yeah, I didn't get to watch a lot of the sixties. I was really impressed with Jackson Joyner just cause he's a young, really young, short kid who, uh, just moved up to the 65s and he won the 50 CC seven to eight championship last year at nationals. And I was really impressed with him. Um, just because I've never seen him on a 65. I didn't know what to expect.
0: Yeah. But he came to Salem, uh, a couple months ago, uh, when they were setting that bike up and getting it and, um, I knew he was going to be a handful at winter throwdown and uh, a great family, nicest kid. Um, You know, we always give California guys a lot of shit, but like (laughs) I put an asterisk next to their family. They're awesome. They're super nice. And uh, I just, yeah, wish him and uh, his family nothing but success moving forward.
1: Yeah. And it was stacked like down the list in that class. Um, Austin Osborne, another, Illinois rider, I've never really uh, got to watch ride before this, but he looked really good. Um, Drew Eldred, he's a Pennsylvania kid who who does really well back home, and he was in the mix. He was pretty consistent with. Uh, I think he got third in the points. He was only two points off. He did. Uh, I think he got a third and a second, maybe, uh, yeah. which is crazy because fourth and first was better than third and second. Two podiums, it wins pay off, like we say, but. Jaden Nickens, he he's really really young as well. I think he's only, I think he's only like eight or nine, man.
0: And he he was yeah. in the mix. He, yeah, he's I, well. Him and Ella are twins, so however old Ella is, um, I think know, they turn the nine, age. maybe in a couple
1: few months or something. I don't know. I sorry yeah. if I'm misquoting kids' ages, guys. I Taking it, he's sorry, really Tom. young. <laughs> yeah, he's really young, and he he looked he looked really good all weekend. Wesley Settle. He's won some big races in his career. Yeah. Odin Musics won some big races in his career. Uh, Jackson LeBlanc, uh, JJ Parker, um, yeah, just down the list here. Uh, just really stacked, dude. It, it was uh, the 65 class was. It's come along in the last few years where there's uh, there's some good kids on these bikes, nice. uh, and it's it's cool too because the 65 it's the first bike where you can buy multiple multiple brands like i'm looking cobra ktm husqvarna gas gas cobra ktm yamaha husqvarna gas gas ktm so a lot of different brands in that class
0: yeah it was really cool i know for my own personal experience like we had my son in it and he was on a modified bike that he never rode before and we just we didn't have a bike there because we had to save space driving down so we hopped on this bike and he handled his business and had had a lot of fun and so i definitely got to give shout outs to the boy and say, I'm super proud. Cause he does, he and his mom listen to these podcasts. So I'm proud of his effort and that's what we're trying to build on. Yeah. I saw his name on
1: the sheet and uh, I didn't see him out there like on his bike. And I was like, huh, maybe like, I don't know. And then like, I finally like in staging, I saw yeah. caught a glimpse and on, on a different bike. So um, I definitely think yeah. too, I think riding the 65s, it helps, helps when you jump back down to the 50 cause yeah. it kind of slows everything down a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um i think it definitely helps so yeah seat time is good for that uh going into mad dog this class is really fun it's a mixed bag of riders and talents you have like looking at like marcus ricketts and scott larson they're in their 60s gary wood and then you have aiden Gochenauer, uh who i want to say he's like is that
0: how you pronounce that okay because i have chan all week yep
1: his mom is uh she charity does our sign up with my with my mom that's his mom so Um, I want to say he's 12, bro. Like he's young, but Braxton Reagan, Megan Grimel, Jed Fife, and Jed Fife ended up winning both races. But Megan was right on him, dude. She was dicey. I think she yeah. passed him and won the heat race the first day. Um, and then Braxton Reagan, he's uh, I think he won like the 250 championship. So this class, yep. and Jed Fife won, I think he won three championships with the 85s. And the 250, I don't know, I got to go back and look. But, dude, you had a couple championship winners in this class. And uh, oh, it was just cool class. I really like Mad Dog class. I try to keep it low-key, keep the rules kind of basic. <laughs> um, but, yeah, good class, and I'm glad I added it. It was a late addition, and we had a pretty decent turnout in it. So I'm glad. Uh, glad everybody showed up super mini man any thoughts on super mini we had uh jed fife who won both
0: races uh so this is the class where it's like you can be a two-stroke and a four-stroke correct
1: (laughs) you can ride uh i have to check the AMA rule book but yeah i mean you can ride like i think a 150 f or something or okay yeah yeah yeah
0: that's um so now i'm remembering the class no it was good battles yeah i because that was because it was back to back to mad dog and so i kept kind of getting it Confused and said, so I'm gonna hear the two strokes. I'm like, yep, that's schoolboy.
1: Yeah, it was Fife. And then uh, you had really fast uh, California kid Colton Schaefer and another really fast California kid, uh, Jet Katarzy, uh, yeah. Jaden J- Nickens, Bane Nance, Jackson Settle, who's Wesley's brother, Logan Higgins. I've watched him come up through the years. He's, I remember him watching him on 50s winning races. Then you got uh, Darren Carter, his older son, Cash. He's from Illinois. He looked really good. He's younger. You got David Durrell's son, Camlin, who's in the mix. It's just a really stacked stacked super mini class. I want to give a shout-out, too, to Rhett Larson just because he's got a really cool number, number 65. He, uh, I really liked his, <laughs> uh, his setup, and I think his bike might have broke the second day. He came out in the infield, and he was filming a little. We got a multi-talented kid. He was riding yeah. and filming, and he gave me one of his number plate stickers, uh, which was super That's cool. Oh, I'm gonna give a shout out to Jackson Joiner too. He gave me one of his hats, so I got a huh. I got a hat from Jackson Joyner, and I got a sticker from Rhett, Rhett Larson. Both of those riders will be starting on pole at my next event, regardless of how they qualify. So, uh, <laughs> but overall, man, Super Mini was cool. Uh, basically, it's another class where if you have an 85, you can ride in Super Mini. It just gives the 85 riders yeah. two classes to ride. But shout out to Jed Fife. They came all the way over here from Australia and, uh, and he was successful in this class. So
0: that's awesome.
1: All right. 50 chain. This one was stacked as well. We had a ton of riders from all over. Um, there was five or six of these kids that could have won. I felt like, and and Odin Odin music came through, man. He, he looked really good all weekend. He's looked a lot better on his 50 Cobra since he's been riding his 60. Again, I think the 65 really, really helps. Um, you look at uh some of these kids who I, I think the podium both days were Odin Shavira and Ella and they both ride the 65 and the 50 uh and mm-hmm. they looked great man I mean they looked good all weekend long they looked uh they had really good racecraft for their age Odin was very impressive I really like little Odin he's a he's a really he's got cool the best kid.
0: name in the game <laughs> yeah, he's a That's really cool dove name.
1: Yeah, Cruzy enjoys Odin too. They like to the hang. And and dude, he looked good. I, I gotta give him a shout out. He looked really good. It's yep. the first time I think I've seen him at winter throwdown. Um looked great. Uh shout out to Ray Resendez. He's a really young kid and he looked really good all weekend. I know he oh, rides yeah. a lot and he looked really good. His starts were good. He was, I think in both the main events, he was, dude, he had a you know, top three start both times. Um yeah. I mean, he looked great. Ella, like I said, any of the, a few of these kids I feel like could have won Skylar Laux. He's a former national champion. Odin oh, yeah, he is a I former national champion. Yeah. Skylar's won national titles. Um, so it was good, man. Overall, uh, we had some road race kids that came in, uh, chase and Cooper. Yeah, that was uh, cool. Jazikov chase is a really, really good road racer who crew cruising him battle a lot on the road race tracks. And, and the second day man Chase got sixth on his uh
0: yeah like that was I was getting I was going to get say that like to his family and stuff like the first day they were kind of feeling it out but I think on that second day it kind of clicked for him and he looked super good and it looked like he was having a blast too so I don't think this is the last time you'll see that kid on dirt for sure.
1: Yeah, it was cool that they came down and and took part in it. Uh Reef Pendergrass, he's a a kid from Florida that we see quite a bit, mm-hmm. really nice kid. He's 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 a good rider too
0: man. Uh and he was I thought that was the best I've seen uh reef ride as well. I was super stoked on like how he did. And I was telling his old man. I was like, "You know, I've seen him at a few races and stuff, but like this was like probably hands down the best I've seen him ride. And his dad was like really stoked on how he rode too.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're really cool people and they actually live. They live like 15 minutes from us down here in Florida. Oh, uh, nice. So the first day for for Cruz, he he really struggled. We 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 put him on the FWE and he, he tested on it fine. Like he, he rode it really good prior to this race. It had nothing to do with the bike, but, um, dude, I, I don't know. It's just the worst he's ever rode. He, he, uh, didn't look like he wanted to be there. So it, it was a really, really bad day. I think he was running. It was already bad at this point, but I think he was running six the first day. And, mm. um, there was a yellow flag that came out and he totally like just stopped racing. He like thought mm. for one second or another that yellow meant stop. And I'm sitting up there with Joe Cobb, and he's like, saw yellow gets completely off the gas. He's looking around and I'm throwing a fit. I'm like, what are you doing? Like it's yellow. Like I'm freaking out. I, at that point I was like, this, this is not, not going super well, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was not good. He did not have a good day on Friday. Um, he actually went to bed. Mama put him in bed at 5 PM on Friday. So mama was mad. Um, Mama, don't get mad, really. You know, that I'm the one that usually is, I'm, let's have a heart on it, but I'm like, I'm the one that has to have the talks. And I went to go yeah. talk to him, and, and Amber's like, I got this. And uh, yeah, so, so that was a, uh, that was a, a whole different landscape for, for parenting oh. on our end. I've never seen mama like that. So, but it, it was better. He rode better on Friday, or I'm sorry, Saturday. Um, He wanted he wanted to ride the junior. Uh, I think I don't think the results would have been different on either bike Saturday. He was just in a better mindset. But yeah, he went out and got fourth Mm -hmm. on fourth on Saturday. And he rode better. He rode better. But um, it was it was a tough weekend for sure. But he's really young. Yeah. uh is what it is. <laughs> it's-
0: that red clay. That's, uh, I know, you know, some of these, the, the kids on here, they have a, uh, a lot of experience on the red clay. And again, I'm going to give shout outs to my boy. He, uh, said, fuck it. I don't care. And just went out there and rode the best he could on a track and dirt he's never done before. And at one point he was up to fifth, but then botched the start and shit. And, but, uh, you know, he learned that at national events, you can't uh, take a moment off and, regroup we're gonna try uh a little bit more in this year to give him some more red clay whether that we got to go down to like maybe like texas or oklahoma or something for some of some of those amateur races that are coming up but uh yeah he the red clay is not it's not easy to ride if you've never done it before so if you're listening to the podcast and don't have a lot of red clay experience go do it it's a lot of fun
1: yeah i mean like i said i, I really think on the, on the on the 50 like it's not as big of a difference but it can mm-hmm. be more mentally like when the track changes it, that, it, color it, Yep. um like the grip and everything on like a cobra i don't think the grip is different uh yeah but like it,
0: and that's what he had said is that it's he's just like i just i don't i can't tell where the grip is like you know because he's like i've never seen this before i'm like ah, I just get out there and rip it buddy so yeah it's all good yeah yeah,
1: overall it was cool to have so many like like Michigan, California, Virginia, New Jersey, Washington, Illinois. Uh, like there were some really, really good riders out
0: there. And future is bright.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting as uh as, as these kids come through the ranks to see kind of where they where they go, man. It's like I just said with uh Logan Higgins. I remember him coming down when he was he he was like five, six years old, riding a 50, and now he's already up on the On the 85s and he's competitive on that bike so it's really cool to see that come through the ranks um open novice this class is super fun to watch and for transparency on how this class works you can ride open novice if you uh my rules are if you podiumed amateur nationals on a big bike or if you podiumed open novice at my events in the past you can't ride this class so a lot of these kids are going to get bumped up um But I'm looking here now. Braxton Reagan, I think he won the overall. Jack Brooks, it looks like, was second. And then is this Cody Mishi was third? Maybe I'm wrong on these points. But there were some really good kids in this class. Realistically, it's not really – I should almost change the name of it because there's nothing novice about some of these kids. uh, (laughs) That racist class.
0: Wasn't uh, Kevin Maloney in the class?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Kevin Maloney. Well, dude, to be fair – Oh, he, yeah, was on a, he was on a Harley. He's never podium. Like he's never. I did get a lot of complaints about that, and I'm like, dude, listen. Uh, he is. He is eligible for this class. He, he is on a Harley, which is already a huge disadvantage. <laughs> and then, you know, people are like, well, he rode Hooligan at AFT, and I'm like, dude, that's an invitational class. Just because you ride a yeah. Hooligan at AFT. Doesn't mean you're a pro rider. You're in an invite class. You're saying all the Astro Cup guys that that, that go, they're licensed pros. No, it's an invitation, yeah. invitational class. So, um, my ass was racing AFT
0: races. Relax, people. You know, it's like it's not that big a deal.
1: The Kevin, he was eligible to ride both days. Like, but he felt bad, and people were giving giving him crap. I think that he didn't even ride at the second day. So, really. No, he didn't ride it. He just didn't go out and ride it. He nah. just said, nah. So it's it's a way for hooligan riders to get more seat time. I don't think he qualifies for vet classes. I don't know how old he is, but he doesn't have a ton of flat tracking experience, from what I understand. So yeah, he was he was totally eligible. But some of these other kids in there, they're getting bumped. Like Braxton Reagan, Jack Brooks, you know, all these kids that podiumed overall. They can't ride open novice again, but This class was fun to watch. And there were like 28, 30 riders. So it was awesome. It was stacked. It was stacked for an open novice class, like to make this main. dude. it was. uh, Yeah. And I like it, too, because there's 450s out there. There's 250s. There's there was a Harley. There was different bikes out there that it makes it fun to watch. So shout out to Braxton Reagan, though. He looked really good. He did. Did he win? Did he win both? No, it looks like. Sorry, I'm trying my I have really like unorganized results in front of me. I know I'm pretty sure pretty sure Braxton won the overall. Okay. No no input. You don't have results hmm. in front of you either or what?
0: I don't have any inputs okay. at whatsoever but, yeah, ever well, nothing. I've got nothing. All right, well, no, I don't out, have the results up in front of me.
1: Shout out to some of these riders. Uh Jet Katarzy, he was out there as well. He's a really young kid on a 250 framer. Uh Alex Childs. Super nice. Aaron Frick. Yeah,
0: Alex yeah, Frick, I got really nice a really nice kid. A really nice
1: kid. He was out there. Uh Brandon Ramsel is a local boy back home. He did well. Gabriel Wingard, who I I watch him race quite a bit here in Florida. Uh he's a he's road with, racer. Uh,
0: yeah, and he's with Evil Hours Racing. He's one of our veterans. So shout out, buddy.
1: Shout out to him. His son races in the 50 class. Uh, he oh. took a hell of a tumble the one of the days I remember seeing. But yeah, um, yeah, no, are some really, really good guys in that class. Good riders, I should say. Uh, 60
0: got, plus uh, go ahead Yeah, we got 60 plus no i was gonna say uh when you talk about gabe's uh tumble we we had to get him some uh phoenix uh handlebars so shout out to kyle uh from phoenix handlebars so you would know him with the turner deal that they had but uh you know one of the things that evil hours does we have a connection with them so we said hey go get some phoenix handlebars so shout out to uh kyle for being awesome with the sport so yep
1: yeah, and then the uh, sixty plus class. It looks like David Durrell won the overall. David Durrell is it blows my mind the sixty plus class looking at the names. David Durrell, <laughs> so Dave Tayo, fast. Charlie Roberts, Tommy Hanum, Monty Klein, uh Tim Peterson, Gary Wood. <laughs> man, it's
0: it's really stacked for, for sixty plus. Tao man. won amateur nationals, didn't he? Tayo
1: won the, uh, the vet rider of the year award. Like he was the overall best rider. Like he won, I think two championships and the, the overall award. So I I hope I'm as
0: fit as he is when I'm 60. That's all I can say.
1: Yeah. And I think, uh, (laughs) I think, uh, he won one of the races and Darrell won the other. So yeah, 60 plus class was stacked, man. It was a really good class to watch. Like people think like none of these classes are easy at winter throwdown, but to watch yeah. David Durrell, like when when he's on, he's smooth, dude. He's rolling. And I almost we almost had a, a big David Durrell uh uh oh when we uh we were testing the track on Friday after it rained and we sent we sent Robbie out and he was he the track was all right. He says, I think it's a little slick, and then I wanted somebody else to test it out. So I sent Darrell out and he gets a little wide on the straightaway, it was a little greasy, and he damn near high sided it. I was like, bro, I almost fractured David Durrell's collarbone because he was testing the track <laughs> like it was not not good I was like all right it's too wet it's too wet guys so, <laughs> yeah Robbie came off he was like let, let's go let's go yeah well yeah yeah I was like let me get somebody else out here like somebody smooth and that's not gonna send it and uh they're all they're all almost sent a little little too hard so um uh, 85 cc we're gonna roll through these a little bit quicker uh Jed Fife was the winner uh same same riders kind of as super mini but yes. Uh, yeah, Jed Fife won. Colton Schaefer, I think, did win one of the races in this class. So, uh, Fife didn't win every race all weekend. Shout out to Colton Schaefer for snagging a win. Uh, looks like Jed Katarzi had a podium. Uh, I'll try to look here. Camel Darrell. he did really well in this class. Looks like Charlie Jakes from Flint, Michigan. He had a podium, it looks like. So, yeah, some really good riders in this class. Uh, a few different than super many, but a lot of the same people at the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, vintage David, Ath- uh, I forget how to say his name. Uh, Athanas, Athanis. David Athanis. He's from P. I I was saying
0: it. Okay, because I was saying Athanas, so all right. Yeah.
1: Athanas, yeah, I should know how to say his name. Sorry, buddy. Shout out to, uh, to him. There was a little bit of drama in the vintage class, uh, Eric, that mm-hmm. one of the uh, yep. Charlie Roberts was leading and there was a lapper in the heat, I think it was, and Athanis went under the cone to pass him. And then Darrell ran into Roberts and they crashed and we had to penalize Athanis for cutting under the saucer, but he, he, he came back and won the main event did well. Um, Darrell look, I think Darrell was runner up both days. Uh, Tommy Hanum again, Charlie Roberts, former national number, really, really stacked, even the stacked vintage class, man. It was, it was cool to see so many different bikes out there doing well. And, uh, I think Charlie was on the bull taco all weekend. So, You know, it's hard to compete against the road taxes versus the versus the bull taco. But it's not that far off. Like, it doesn't look that far off. Um,
0: You would think. Do you have much time on a bull taco?
1: No, bro. I mean, I've ridden, I've ridden one, but I I, I ain't out there like I know that.
0: Yeah, you're quite the Rotax uh, Rotex master. So we 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 learned about that one in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I so I mean, didn't know if you'd no nah. I'd rather ride ones. a Boltaco
1: than a Rotex for sure. I oh, okay yeah, just on a fun factor. Those uh those Bull Tacos are fun, so and
0: they uh, smell great.
1: Yeah, they're just fun to ride. The Rotex is just <laughs> yeah. I just don't like anything about them. So uh <laughs> all right. So that's group one. That was group one. Let's roll into group two here. Uh, let me find the results. I'm only going to find the results for one day, whatever day I see first here. Okay, here we go. Oh, no, that's… What do we got? Only five of them. Hold on. Let me get through here. Anything to talk about while I'm looking?
0: Yeah, I already have my clutch ordered, so we can skip Hooligan. Nobody wants to hear about that.
1: All right, we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, shit. Uh, 50-plus, Joe Cop. This 50-plus class is stupid. Joe Cop, A.V. Durrell, Greg Boyle, Richie Mellinger… Dave Tayo, Robert Lewis, Daniel Peterson, Walter Bevins, Gary Boyle, Dan Sullivan, Ray Delasco, Derek Nopal.
0: That is a stack. So that would have class. been day two results, correct? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, because Robert Lewis wasn't there for the first day, but he showed up the second day. God, he's so fucking fast. So. He is fast. Yeah, yeah he's fast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he called me prior to the race, and he called me to ask me a question about He asked me a question that he could have texted me. I'm like, I'm like, dude, why don't you just text me? I mean, I was probably kind of a dick because I was like busy. And like when people call me to ask me a question, they could text me. I'm sort of like annoyed. And, uh, (laughs) I'm just being honest, but, uh, I was like, I was like, yeah, you could just text me this man. And, uh, he was like, yeah, Corey, you know, I I don't really do any of that cell phone stuff. So he don't, I don't even think he has a fucking (laughs) cell phone. So shout out to Robert Lewis, man. Uh. For, for coming out yeah he's uh dude he's fast it's fun to watch him ride he's really smooth and richie yeah. mellinger greg boyle uh, i i know greg very well a lot of these i would say five six seven of these riders are riders are former pros joe cop i mean what i mean dude he made the uh the bracket on thursday so mm-hmm. yeah he looked faster than cody honestly when it grooved up like i'm not even trying to talk shit on cody like joe looked better than cody when it grooved up so He's yeah. still got it, man. He's still got it. He's fun to watch. Uh 250 amateur. Shout out to Braxton Reagan. He did a lot better on this 250 than I thought he would. I know he's a great rider, and I know I've watched videos where he looks good on the 250, but mm-hmm. he really showed up, man. Like he really showed up yeah. and and uh and did his job. Like he looked great. Rider Bitté. Yeah, he's hey.
0: Relatively new to the 250 uh Braxton is so he's been putting in the work and the you know uh, in the off weekends, if you will, uh, doing some riding on that 250. So shout out to him and his, his old man and, and Greg, cause that's, uh, running under Greg's, uh, banner. So yeah, got that bike going. Yeah. And they do a lot of racing. Like they
1: travel everywhere. They yeah. do a lot of racing. It reminds me a lot of like Don Gautier when he was younger, him and his dad, they would, they'd travel in a van and race everywhere. And, uh, yeah, dude, he's he's a big kid too, man. He's for 12. Like that kid's built like a brick shithouse. house. Like he he <laughs> he he handles that 250 well. Like a lot of kids move up and they're a little smaller and and Braxton, he's a big strong kid and he looked right yep. at home on that bike. So, uh shout out to Braxton Rider Bitsay from California on the, on the on the results I have here, he was second. Jack Brooks, man, he's he's a two-time I think youth rider of the year. Finally kind of looks like he's putting his focus on the big bikes and Podiums, wins. Uh, Bodie Page, a big shout out to Bodie. He's actually uh, staying with me training. He was the only kid on the two stroker out there, never wrote a 252 yeah. stroke in his life. I think he
0: got a third and a fourth. Uh, so, okay, so this is this is the point in the podcast where Eric asks a dumb question, but it's kind of my thing. So with AMA, I thought the, the 252 strokes and 254 strokes were in different classes. Walk me it, through that.
1: It used to be like that like four or five okay. years ago, but now okay. there's only – they only have 250 – I think like production and 250 mod – and you can ride a 252 stroke, but really, I don't think it's an advantage at all. I think it's a disadvantage really? on most tracks, minus maybe like a cushion half mile. Dude, a 252 okay. stroke is hard to ride. Like those okay. bikes, like they always said, if you could ride a 252 stroke going up, sorry, growing up, you can ride anything. And those bikes huh. are hard to ride. And Bodie is small. He weighs 85 pounds. Yeah.
0: And for him to jump so on then, that
1: bike and and be that competitive, I was very impressed.
0: So Okay, so where does the uh, 125 two-stroke land?
1: Well, they used to have a 125 class, but dude, nobody rides 125s anymore, so I don't even think they have a class. Like, I might see one, I might see one 125 per
0: year, which sucks, man. There was a kid that, uh, he made a Supercross made on a 125. What the fuck was that kid's name? Uh, I think that was last year or whatever. Yeah, they made, like, a big deal about how he put a stroker in the, uh. The main event, but yeah, I just I you don't ever see those anymore. But I was in. I really I wish eye. it would
1: come back. I think it's a great transition from an eighty-five to a two-fifty. It's a lot less oh, yeah. power than a two-fifty, but it's got the nineteen-inch wheels and a mm-hmm. longer wheelbase of a two-fifty. I I wish that class was really really cool. I remember back in the day there was a really good turnout of one twenty-fives, like Shayna and Brandon Robinson, Austin Greenland, Mike Radley. Shane Narbonne, JD, like a lot of riders really rode like the 125s, but they just don't have them anymore. So anyway, uh, Charlie Jakes, he was at top five in this class. He had a really cool looking orange and purple KTM. That thing was sick. I was eyeing that bike
0: Yep. That jaw was hot. Uh look good. I always enjoy seeing bikes when they come to these events and they, you know, they got that look down. They, you know, good graphics, you know, good kit, good helmet and stuff. Like, I mean, if you're trying to make a name for yourself in the sport, that shit matters, right? So yep. when I saw that, I was like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Yep. Bane
1: Nance, he was up in the mix. Cody Mishi, Brody Hanson, another Florida kid, was uh was in the mix. Uh yeah, Budman, Adam Coston. And this this one's showing a DNF. I, I don't know if he cried, I forget what happened here, but but he's a contender for podiums and wins as well. Uh mm-hmm. his uh his pops, uh Ron Wood is a uh former national number really fast rider. So
0: yeah, Ron Wood. Never heard of him. What's he do? Yeah. yeah.
1: He falls down a lot. I gotta talk to Ron, <laughs> but no, he 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 kept it on, I don't think he fell at all winter throwdown. He kept it on two wheels. Ron Ron likes to yeah. send it, man, but he's he's starting to get smoother in his old age, you know. <laughs> Skip <Skipping> shit, but <laughs> Uh, 450 amateur man, this class was stacked. Both the 450 open amateur classes were stupid, <laughs> stupid stacked. You had to, dude, you had to like top two your heat or win your semi to make the main. It was like 50 riders, basically. Um, Brady Lang was really impressive for me. He had a white, I think it was a white front wheel, which I didn't love the white front wheel, Brady, but you made up for it with your speed. Um, uh, <laughs> did, did really well, uh, dicey, really aggressive not overly aggressive. He just did a really good job, man. I was very impressed with uh, Brady. I don't, I don't know how old he is. I think maybe he could probably turn pro soon or I don't know his age, but dude, he's, he looked pretty good. Like I was impressed. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Brady, a uh, Walker Porter. Obviously Walker's got a lot of hype around them. It's, it's all well-deserved. He's a very good rider. Yeah. He wins a lot of races. wonderful family. Yep. Yeah. Really nice family, man. They, they've done a lot to help me as well. And, um, I don't know if he had some pressure. Like he put a little bit, little bit of pressure on him at this event. He just signed the deal with Turner. Um, I expected him to kind of win more races. I guess it's again, man. When you when you um, do your job well enough to where you're a favorite and you don't win, it's it's not a bad thing when people are like, "Man, I thought he would have won." <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, but he looked really good. I think his starts were bad. I don't. I don't think he executed very well in the starts. And he had to come from behind. And dude, he's he's aggressive, but he's very smooth. Like I I actually really like watching him ride because he's not like a dingbat where he goes in and he just rams into people. He's calculated, but he also um like has urgency to make passes. Like he doesn't settle. And um, yeah, it was really fun to watch Walker. And that might be like the first time he's raced a Honda too. I'm not sure exactly mm-hmm. of his testing schedule, but. Um, anyway, yeah, he did really good. Uh, uh, Ethan Razine, uh, another Wisconsin boy. He did very well. Uh, David Athanas. He was dicey, bro. Like he was good as well. All weekend. Um, Dylan and Tyler Cunningham. They were amazing. They're, they're from Coatesville PA, which is where Johnny Lewis is from, right? Where Jared Meese is from. There's a lot of good ride. Don Mullen. There's some really good riders that have come out from Coatesville. Johnny Long. And dude, they Dylan won a couple races, I think. And the one race Dylan won and Tyler finished second. That's pretty freaking awesome. Um, wins finishing first and second and a 50 (laughs) rider open amateur main. That's special, man. That's really cool. Shout out to them and their family for that. Uh, Wyland Seeger, another district six district seven kid was up in the mix. Uh, Ryder Reese, Carson King, Jaden Kennedy, James Arnaz, Arnaz, I, I always mess his name up. Uh, I got to stop you right
0: there. I got to stop you right there. <laughs> we got to stop and talk about Jaden Kennedy. He's from Spokane. He flew out there, hopped on Andrew Butler's own bike, and fucking sent it. That kid, all he ever needed in life was a shot. And I have to say thank you to Andrew and the whole Butler clan and Cody and all those guys for doing that. That kid beats ass out here in the Northwest all the time. And for them to be able to say, here, come ride this bike was just awesome for him. And I don't think it's the last time you're gonna see that name. So just gotta give him a shout out for sure. Sorry, I'm off my soapbox now.
1: No, nah, that's cool, man. You're on the pod. You can shout out your locals. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, he was uh he was cool, man. I, I got to meet him a little bit and I thought he rode very well. Uh, dude, this mm-hmm. these open amateur classes are stacked. You have to win the semi to get in the main event, and it was super stacked. So shout out to uh to Jaden and like I said, Carson King, dude, there was, dude, there's some kids that have won amateur nationals that were mm-hmm. like fighting middle of the pack. Um, cage Tadman, like, you know, he had a off weekend, but he's an amazing, amazing rider. I helped him out a little bit when yeah. he was in, on the, in the youth bikes. Uh, Such a nice a, kid too. He's a great rider. So, uh, these names were mentioning in all these classes, man, there's a lot of kids who I, I haven't mentioned who are deserving, but you know, it was just a hard class. So,
0: What I think, too, I kind of touched on it uh, with my own social media pages that, like, you know, don't get hung up. Like, if you went and rode Winter Throwdown, don't get hung up on, like, oh, if you think you had necessarily, like, a bad weekend or whatever. You fucking showed up to Winter Throwdown and sent it. There are so many people that didn't, and you did it. And at these national events, like, just stepping onto the track on your bike is a huge accomplishment. And, like, all that sea time is just going to make you a better rider. So everybody that went is just that much better of a rider for fucking put, sending their name and, and going. So it's it was a great event.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it was stacked. Uh Corey Shrickler, York, York, Pennsylvania, another district six. Man, I think district six, man, we had a solid, uh, solid showing at where it throws out. Solid, solid showing. Corey Shrickler with the win in 40 plus. <clears throat> Greg Boyle was in there, Robbie Bobby. It, it yeah, 40 plus is is stacked as well. I mean, all the age classes at uh, Richie Mellinger's in now, this one. Gary so Boyle. do you
0: think, I think I'm going to say it. I think Robbie Bobby had a quasi off weekend. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I thought, I mean, well, he won the dash. He won the amateur dash, yeah. which is crazy. That. It's just, that's just crazy to me that he, he, it's the second time he's won this dash and he just finds ways. Robbie Bobby has got some low key, like really good racecraft Like that, that guy, mm-hmm. dude, he's, he's raced a lot of shit in his life, but right. Like I, I thought he would have won more. Um, his starts weren't great for whatever reason. He, he switched bikes. Like I thought he looked better on the Husky and then he switched Mm -hmm. over to the KTM and, and Corey Strickler, he gets really good starts too. And with the track, the way it was, I think if Robbie would have got the start, he would have won. I think Strickler got the start. He would have won. Neither one of them are overly aggressive to where they're going to take each other out to win. Like I would have slammed Robbie for it, but you know, I think they're pretty, pretty mild and, uh you know they raised each other they raised each other very respectful um
0: well but in yeah. the words of uh jason rogers i don't know if you know him he's a cool-looking guy funnier and shit but when he sees riders that ride like that like slamming in people he'll be like oh man he must have good health insurance <laughs> Like, okay. i guess that's just what he got that's that's what you got all right so going in speaking of good health insurance going
1: into the 450 <laughs> expert it's just going the expert classes yep Holy shit, dude! These guys were <laughs> sending it. Uh, so many good riders didn't make main events. I, I actually, I think, out of the four main events, I don't think a rider made every single main event. I think everybody yep. missed yep. one. Cody missed them. Breyer missed them. Bruner missed them. Satoff missed. I don't. I, I think Satoff only made one main event. Yeah. Uh, Trent Lowe. I think Trent only made. Like I don't think Trent or Evan made main event the the first program at all, and then the second huh. program like Sadoff didn't make. I think he made one main event, which he won. Yeah,
0: I saw that, that it's one. just
1: yeah. it's just crazy. Like he didn't make the other three mains. I don't think, or maybe he made two and like fell in the one. He had a really like, yeah, really tough two. He might have. He had yeah. a really tough weekend, but the one he was in, he won. And then Justin yeah. Jones, <laughs> Justin Jones was second.
0: I'm looking at these results from the 450X. That Day dude too. is a short tracker, man. Like, yeah, you, you know, yeah, he's kind of a part timer, if you will, like at the, you know, AFT and stuff. But you gotta go into Winter Throwdown saying Justin Jones is gonna be a factor. Like, that's just like, you know, big, you know, like you like the 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 Corey quote, built like a shit brick house or whatever, and then he's just like <laughs> yeah, he super is. solid on uh short tracks and stuff. So, uh, I mean, to us. He gave Jared Mees a run for his money. I think he got one of them in the the dash for or in the uh, the one v one. So he's a hell of a rider. So yeah, yeah, he he's a great rider. And no nobody questions that
1: for sure. Like they, I mean, you you always expect him to be a contender on these tracks. And mm-hmm. then and then Breyer looked great. Like I thought Breyer was probably the most consistently fast guy all weekend. Uh, his starts weren't great in the in the um the races. I think he won one. Got a third, got a third again. He's he's racking up his winter throwdown podiums. But
0: what, I thought I was going to talk to you about the the starts because you had mentioned like you know starting down low or starting up high. But you you saw some people playing around with that and then having success. Where like I would have never imagined them having success. You know, like sometimes they start in the groove, some start they they start low. Um, you know, there's that one funny picture of you giving Evan a hard time for where he picked, you know, and and I that's where I thought he should have picked. And, you know, that was so that was such a unique element to these races that like there wasn't necessarily one spot that was gonna work all weekend. Uh, I disagree. I think there was really a clear,
1: a clear one two starting spots that Mm. a lot of these guys weren't picking and that was that's why i was frustrated with evan i'm like bro you know better like (laughs) as much as we talk about starts and and looking for the good dirt and that's just a a, that's an acquired skill man it's it's you know a lot of races like i say they're not all one based on talent and finding the proper starting spot um being savvy like being experienced that reading the dirt like stuff like that like that joe Cop does well jared meese does well Chris Carr did well. I feel like I did it well. Like, I won a lot of races that I wasn't the most fast guy. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I think that's that's part of racing where a lot of these young kids don't think about it yet. Um, they get better with it. But, yeah, no, I think there was a clear advantage. Um, where Evan started, it was the middle of the day. And he started right where it was dry. Like it was the driest part on the track. And he's immediately, I I didn't even watch the start. I knew he was going to get a bad start. I'm like, yeah, he's going to be last off the first front row. And he was. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah, like I said, I I disagree, but yeah.
0: So like going through, like later on in the program, you did start to see some people get on the groove, but then sometimes they would start low and it it, it did seem all over the place. But again, you are definitely known for your, uh, your start. So um, that's the groove. wasn't a bad option by any means, no. but you got to start
1: on the groove differently than you, where you start on the dirt. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. you pick a different gear. You know, I, I would have started in a whole different gear if I was on the groove or if I wasn't. So I'm already giving yeah. away more shit than I should, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, with that being said, I want to give a shout out to a couple more riders. Uh, brain fanders won the Randy Tex memorial dash for cash. Looked really, really good. He looked, um, looked like he belonged. He made a few rookie mistakes Uh, one of the races, I think he was second or third and tipped it over. Um, some of his, some of his starts were really good. He, he, he gets good starts, but he had a few starts where they weren't great, but he was dicey. He, uh, slammed it up, slammed it, slammed it up under Cody cop one race, which I thought was very dicey. Um, I was, (laughs) I like to see it. I like to see it. Uh, but I, yeah, I was very impressed with him. I thought he rode very well. Um, He's been on, he rode his own bike, I think. He's been on those bikes for a while. He knows his bikes very well. And I think that's going to help him going into the year if he, I don't know if he's riding for a team, but he looks very good on his bike. Um, I want to give a shout out to, um, Trent and Evan for turning it around from the earlier show to the night show. Um, people give Evan a lot of crap for quote unquote, not being a good groove rider and he came from the second row in both main events. And this 450 race, he almost podiumed. And he came from the back row yeah. on a track that was very hard to pass on. And he really didn't slam into anybody all weekend. Um, he, he was in front of Briar. It was like two, three laps to go. Breyer got back by him. Um, I think Evan tried to make a move around Jones for second. And Briar stuck it back under him. And Brier ended up on third. It was really kind of surreal watching Evan and Briar ride together. Because one's my brother-in-law. Yeah one's my you know adopted kid essentially and it was just fun to watch and then trent was behind evan and trent don't give zero fucks so i thought trent was going to (laughs) take them both out and all three of them would have been laying on the track um but yeah they both turned it around they both rode a lot better at the night in the night program um for evan he's riding a brand new honda we he's never raced it he's he's learning the bike and his attitude was so good all weekend like He's won so many races there and he knows what he could have done on his, his other bike that he's used to, but he never once brought it up. Never once was pissed off. You know, he kept saying, I need to do better. He never once blamed the bike. Um, that's the attitude that I'm super proud of, man. He was super, super good attitude about the whole weekend. Um, yeah. Cody cop, like I said, Cody was a little off, um, wasn't aggressive enough. He just was off man. Like, um, so, yeah, that was that was weird for me. I'm going to go to the open expert, because I know there are different riders in both. Uh, yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Aiden Rusevans and Terrence Santero, man, to win the final race Fuck of the yeah. night. Uh, I didn't have that on my bingo card, honestly. I mean, Rusevans nope. is a good rider, but he's been, he's been falling short a, a little bit in the Pro Series. I mean, every once in a while, he'll squeak out a good result, and then it never surprises me, because he's a good rider, but... To win winner Throwdown and re- re- realistically he was un unchallenged in that main event. Yeah, and then yep. Terrence Santaro in second. I mean, dude, that that was those not
0: are, on. Yeah, I I I love him. Great, great people. Great, awesome. Love to root for him, but they didn't have him on my uh my score sheet. What I thought they were gonna get, uh, but that just goes to show that. You know, everybody at this level has talent, right? So,
1: yeah. And in this main event, yeah, Trevor Breyer was third again, Bruner fourth, Cameron Smith fifth, Renshaw sixth, Braden Fander seven. Fucking Ian Wolf, bro. Sorry. I mean, I I know yeah. people, are, people say they don't like my F words, but that's a deserving of an F. Like, dude, that I didn't know who that was shit. on his bike. I'm like, who is that on his yeah. bike? I mean, not, dude, not
0: knocking I mean, the kid, but he does not That doesn't, kid's been following like amateur nationals and going to all these races, going trying his hand to make mains and like for not not only that
1: he was dicey like he was running into people he was like running into fire in
0: one of the mains i'm like holy shit like he was yeah he ate his wheaties that morning like i've never seen him ride that that well that competitively and yeah we'll stop the program now and say fuck yeah ian like that was awesome yeah he
1: rode out of his skin sorry guys too for my i keep coughing and i'm like clearing my throat but i'm like struggling but yeah man i was like I was very, very impressed with him, and he was not only did he have speed, but he was like aggressive. I, I mean, dude, mm-hmm. I, yeah, whatever you whatever you ate that morning, bro, fucking stored in the fridge Let's and ate before Daytona. That was that was impressive. Uh, Bronson Bowman. one
0: of those uh, things that just you know a lot of it's between the ears, and that might have just clicked for him. So now you might see a new version of him. But yep.
1: Yeah, uh, Bronson Bauman, he had a couple decent results on the weekend. I think he had a podium. Morgan Mishler was in the mix here and there throughout the weekend. Uh, yeah, man, it, it was good. I, I will say, Eric, the pros are a lot to deal with at this event. <laughs> if they're not complaining about the track prep, they're complaining about the payout, they're complaining about the laps, they're complaining about... It's almost to the point where I need to... I need to evaluate what I want to do with that program. Mm -hmm. Like the the constant complaints. It's like I raised twenty five grand for the expert riders at my race, and I paid out. Um, AMA has the limit; you can only pay out ten thousand per race day. Uh, Actually, I think I was more than twenty five thousand. I might have. I I can't even say what I was because I'm really not. I'm dude. I'm paying. (laughs) I'm paying a lot of money, and for them to complain like we had a $2000 dash for cash that pays all six riders. We had uh I think it was $10,000 purse over the course of the two days for open expert. It was 1200 to win each day. Um 950 for second, I think it was 750 or something for third. If you got last place in the main event, you made over a $100. Um still good. We had the whole shot money from Tommy Duma. We had $1500 in whole shot money. Uh the 450 expert doesn't pay as well. As the open expert, it's always been that way. Uh I I can't pay anymore. Like, I'm not supposed to pay anymore, yeah. like AFT and AMA, their agreement. Uh what with is like, rights the, and
0: licensing. What is the reason for expert versus open? Because I I I don't understand that. And what maybe do you mean you can chalk me up? Like, why does one pay more than the other? Why is well, open is considered the the more elite, if you will? Than yeah, expert? like
1: I always have open as my elite class. So I like to okay. pay. I like to have that as the elite class. And if they want to ride the 450 expert for another class, it's essentially like around 100% payback. So Okay,
0: so the expert is a 450 expert. So that's, okay, so now I'm getting it. So the open- It's yeah, basically
1: some, just expert one and expert two. Like I, got yeah, it. Th- they're same riders, but like I could pay them both equally, but then the open mm-hmm. expert would be less. Like yeah. I could pay them both the same. There's no really big difference, but I just think- I like having the o- open expert as that elite class where I pay, yeah. you know, it's over, it's 1,200 to win. It's 950 for second. Um, yeah, I I guess I, I mean, and I always post my, my payout. I always tell the boys what they're getting paid. I always tell them what the Dash for Cash pays. Um, but the only thing, and I will be transparent, that bit me in the ass this year. Uh, <laughs> last year, uh, I had the payout posted right away. And this year, uh I was trying to get more money, trying to make it happen. I got a few more people to add to the amateur dash for cash. And then I was going to post the amounts on, I think, like Tuesday or something. But I got busy. I never posted what they were. I'm just being transparent. But I did tell everybody it's the same as last year. If you look at last year's payout versus Mm -hmm. this year, it was basically identical. I actually think I paid a little bit more in the 450 expert, but less in the open. might have been like $50 less for the winner. But dude, is okay. basically essentially the same, and uh, and some guys were just just complaining. It's like man, it's just disheartening for me because I spent a lot of time trying to find money to pay these guys, and yeah. uh, and they're just complaining. It's like dude, Briar made almost five grand. I think Briar made over five around five grand, and he didn't even he didn't even make one of the open expert mains. So like the one yeah. of the mains that pays twelve hundred to win, he didn't even make the main. So, like if you do well, you'll get paid. Like Cody Cobb last year, yeah. he made like four grand. Um, you know, Bruner probably made a couple grand. I'd have to look and see. It just depends how you do. Like, if you do good in the right classes, yeah. you're gonna get paid. So yeah, it's it's just frustrating. Cause also, too, like AFT pays fifteen hundred dollars to win. And I pay, <laughs> I pay twelve hundred and I have a you know, I have a dash for cash that pays everybody. I have the whole shop money, I have the four. brands that pay contingency like if you win on a ktm or a yamaha i think it's an additional five hundred dollars so if you win four it's maybe 300 500 i forget but if you yeah if you win three main events you'll make it you'll make over a thousand dollars from your manufacturer as well so um yeah and just like the text from them from like track prep and just prep it this way prep it that way it's like guys give me ride the track you're, you're you're given like you never would say that in an AFT race, like asking them to prep it a different way. I mean, I guess they say it all the time, but yeah, it's,
0: I think that just goes with the territory of you just being very, uh, approachable. They, they, you can look at it one way that we're like, you should be like, all right, they feel comfortable enough to have that conversation with me. That's cool. But also shut up.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, at the end of the day, I, I do more than most promoters do if with these expert riders. Like I am an expert rider. I want to pay these guys. I, I appreciate them for showing up. Yeah. um, but you don't have to be there at the same time. Like I'm really discouraged with with some of the expert riders. Not all of them. Like some of them were very, very thankful. Like I appreciate appreciate all the expert riders that come and and um, you know, they they put on a show. It's really cool for these amateur riders to be be yeah. on the same track as guys like Breyer and Jared Meese. Man, like that's that's amazing. Um, for for like the kids to see them there. That's what's so great about Winter Throwdown is you see guys like. Jared Meese working out of his van. You see, you know, <laughs> riders working with their their dad, who usually isn't their mechanic anymore. You see a lot of that. You know, I saw Cameron Smith helping out with Jaden Nickens. I seen Tyler Raggio helping out with unsettled racing. You see Briar warming up Cruz's PW. Um, <clears throat> that's just awesome, man. It's a cool atmosphere to it. But at the end of the day, like if people are gonna give me shit about it, I'm just not gonna do it. Like I'll do something different. So I'll 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 you, pay out the amateurs more or something. Like I'll yeah. I'll do something different. Like I you know, what I mean, like it's so whatever.
0: what do we have to do if you look at the riders that showed up on Thursday versus the riders that actually raced over the weekend? Were you disheartened by the the riders that didn't end up lining up, or did you go into it knowing that you weren't going to have quite the retention over the weekend? Cause I was, I was, as a fan of the sport, there were some big names that I would have loved to have seen race all weekend. Uh, but they didn't as the promoter and someone that's, you know, into it. How did, how did you take that? Uh, I mean, dude, I'd love to have,
1: I'd love to have them all every day if I could as a promoter, I, I, I love having Jared come to my event. I love having Brandon Robinson race it, but I also understand like, it's okay. a long day. It's high risk. Winter Throwdown's not for the faint of heart. I mean, it really yeah. isn't. I mean, if you watch the footage, you're calling for battle. Um. So, yeah. yeah, I I get it. If they don't come, I I I I appreciate them coming. Like even if they came and just watched, I appreciate them coming. Yeah. Like Jesse Janish came out and he just spectated. Like, bro, I appreciate you. Like, thank you for coming. JD Beach was
0: there. Yeah, JD yeah.
1: Beach, uh, Dallas stayed and watched. Uh, I appreciate everybody that comes whether or not they race or not. Yeah. I'd love to have them race, but dude, I'm thankful. Like I, okay. yeah, I'm, that's honest. Like I don't, I don't hold any grudges. And like I said, any of these guys, like they don't have to ride, um, like you're not forced to ride. I mean, if like, if you go out and you win, like say you win, if you win, uh, or if you get say you get second and open expert or third, and you would get, say you get two thirds, you're, you're going to make like over a thousand dollars. I mean. Yeah. um and that's not even winning. Like I should do, I should do a breakdown of how many, like what guys got paid. Dude, they all a lot of them, a lot of them made money. So, um, yeah, I think I think what they what they for like the event is so stacked that I mm-hmm. think they think it's like honestly, it's the most stacked race of the year. Like as far as making yeah. the main, it's the hardest race to make all year. Like counting AFT, it means mm-hmm. it's not even close. So I think they think it should pay a lot more. But at the end of the day, guys, this is an amateur national. It's not, it's yeah. not, it's not like a it's nothing more than that. Um, the fact that you guys show up in battle like crazy, it puts on a hell of a show and everybody watching on the, the live plus man, they, it, dude, it it helped the sport so much, but what was the,
0: uh, final, I don't know if you can share it or not, but do you know what the final, uh, tally of people, uh, watching was,
1: I honestly have no idea. Um, I'm okay. still waiting to hear back on those numbers. We're, we're having some upload issues with the, uh, the coverage. It's, um, uh, there's some issues going on there. You will get to watch the races. I've been on them. I think I'm frustrating them, the the people a little bit because I, I we need to get the footage up. But I actually yeah. don't know the numbers. There were a lot more than they thought. Um, okay. We were shooting for uh, probably a few hundred, and we had huh. I think over a thousand, or close to a thousand subscribers That's for awesome. the weekend. So yeah, I mean, it, dude, it's super stacked. Do, do they all deserve to get paid more? Yes, they do, but. I, I, I can't, I can't pay more with, with the way things are lined up right now. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a, not a thing. So, but I do the, I do the best I can. And that's the $10,000 that's across all the classes and I pay the hooligans as well. So the Mm -hmm. hooligans is like
0: a 2,500 purse for both days. Um, so that, and that's what we're used to in the GNHC anyway, like every single, uh, round, whether, no matter what division, like east, west, south, whatever, the The purse is always 2500 at a minimum. So we went well, mine is like, over yep, the course of two you. days.
1: So I think it was like okay. 400 300 250 right, yeah. I mean, again, I refuse to pay the hooligans too much money because then that, that, yeah. that enables more sandbagging, I think. Uh, <laughs> if you want to make big, big money, guys, uh, ride expert and win like the money's yeah. there for you to win it's up to you to win it <laughs> like uh you could probably walk out with, with like 8 9 grand if you won everything um yeah. but it's fuck racing's hard so um yep. <clears throat> Holy in class Sean Raggio that guy's dicey speaking of dicey yes. he is very very dicey i thought thought his move was a little aggressive on i think it was Maloney um but it's short track racing and shit happens well, i don't uh, think it was I, dirty. i, I think say- it was very aggressive
0: on the heels of what happened at Pensacola's race. Um, I think it definitely raised even more eyebrows. Um, so I think, you know, he just comes with the territory, a uh, nice guy off the track, but when he's on the track, he means business and you just got to put it in the back of your mind. Cause like we talk about with some of the podcasts, you know, knowing how you race is important, but also knowing how the other people you race, knowing when and what they're going to do. And when you race raggio, you got to know he's, he's cutthroat. Yeah,
1: his bike looks really fast, too. Like, I don't know what's done to mm-hmm. that Harley, but, damn, that thing accelerates a lot quicker than any other Harley I've seen out there, this weekend at least. Agreed. Agreed. That thing yeah. runs, boy. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but that thing runs good. Um, Shout out to Ron Wood. He got second on the Royal infield, it looks like, on these results the second day. DJ Slosser, really good rider, former pro, a friend of mine, he was on the podium. George came Price. back from
0: that injury didn't he he, he got oh shit in, yeah
1: uh, Pensacola yeah 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 and that's... had
0: to piece his shit back together to make this event I don't think anybody really expected he was going to make it so for yeah. him to come out and throw down that was awesome congratulations yep Georgie Price Corey
1: Strickler Robert Lewis William Cato Kevin Maloney that Kevin Maloney's fun to watch he he yeah. slides that mofo bro <laughs> he slides that thing in yeah, I he does multiple times I'm like oh he's got he's low siding and he just he rides it like a yep. like a Speedway bike it's a big a big ass harley so um yeah he looked really good on the maroney's bike uh ben ludlow my buddy ben he was in the mix he's he's done well at winter throwdown a lot uh, i don't think he's
0: been riding much lately so he he did he did better uh on day one's uh program uh, program yeah. that did, uh, he either won his heat or was fast qualifier i can't remember but um you know the second program he left a little on the table and i think even he, he would admit that um but he that was the best in my opinion over that he's looked since uh, on that Triumph since he's hopped on it. Okay. Cuz you know, obviously he has a lot of experience on the Harley um and the acceleration and stuff from the Triumphs are just so so different than the Harleys and for him to kind of start to wrestle it that that was awesome for sure.
1: Yeah and then a shout out to Josh Young, uh, the Shop Dayton, Josh and Dawn, they sponsor yeah. the event every single year. Don't ask for much in return. If you can support the Shop Dayton They have a lot of things you might need for your motorcycle. Definitely
0: look them up. And I learned that this weekend, Josh actually played a hand in helping with Tepper build that Royal Enfield, obviously, because Josh has connections with Royal Enfield and and Johnny. Um, So shout out to uh, the shop for, you know, building, helping build a hooligan that isn't a Harley that, you know, it's kind of his wheelhouse of the Harleys. But yeah, that, that was really cool to hear. Josh is very talented at what he does
1: yeah oh yeah for sure his his stuff's great too like all of his products are super nice Mm -hmm. and he carries a lot of really a lot of really useful items like he's helped me out before with my twin like i i lost brakes at a a race in lake city and he mounted up a whole willwood brake system for me so shout out man shout out um 30 plus yeah same same riders kind of as 40 plus strickler and robbie bobby Mm -hmm. were battling uh will cato kyle snyder almost had a podium there well i saw Cato might have passed him with a lap or yep. two to go and snag the podium. And then uh open amateur. We talked about the four of the amateur, pretty much the same players in uh in both classes. Uh Tristan Colson, I see him in this main event, Ryder from South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, it was uh Ryder Reese, Budman. I mean, yeah, dude, open amateur classes stacked, dude. It's cutthroat. Yeah, cutthroat. Oh. So yeah, it was great, man. Overall, a, a really good event. I I don't know how we pulled off the the double program on Saturday. I was way more confident than I probably should have been going into it. And just a shout out to my workers. I mean, to be out there all day, the first day, and then come back and be out there all day the second day, we run a very efficient program, which means we don't have long breaks. We don't have time to go sit down and have a meal. Yeah. Um, yeah. we don't have time to get off our feet. My flaggers are out there pretty much all day. They did such an amazing job and they were exhausted after the race. Um yeah. if you know and any of our it's
0: like as someone that comes to these races, like it was just so nice to everybody that worked the race and worked the program was professional and courteous transparent and clear with everything that they were saying everybody knew what was going on and that that and you know we'll probably talk about that when we do the patreon pod about like promoting and doing races or whatever but that was a huge point of emphasis that i wanted to say to uh, say thank you to everybody that worked the event that like just the feeling of being welcome and like you know there's not this like pretentious vibe of like we're doing you a favor by doing this ride, doing this race like that went a long way i think and getting people to buy in and be like all right i'm a part of this big program i'm going to be on time i'm going to make my shit we're going to make it go so i just wanted to stop and say congratulations to everybody that did a successful program and then also thank you
1: yeah yeah and that, that's appreciated i mean like without my workers, this wouldn't be possible. And so many people like we have so many moving parts and people that, you know, running papers from Katie to like, I'll talk about it more on the Patreon pod, but like we hand everybody that qualifies, just a quick example, my mom and charity, they have to type in every single qualifying number into the, into the program between qualifying and the heats. So we get our heats out in like 15 minutes and they type in every single, like, 17.393, 17.410. Like, they hand type every single time oh, in the trackside, and they get the heats out in the time they do. Wow,
0: that's pretty cool. I didn't know that they'd take... I thought it was like an automatic, like, nope, boop, hit the button, and it uh,
1: prints them out so that's Nope, like that's, we uh, hand type everything in. Uh, the transponder software doesn't match up with the AMA trackside software. It is all manual. Uh, so... Uh, you know, my mom That's and charity fun. from sign up, uh, Debbie out taking, um, uh, out of the gate, taking money, uh, wristbands, my people out in the starting line, my buddy, Ryan, my race director, uh, big Steve, who's the big guy with the beard, the camo lining up everybody in the back row. Um, that flagger Hayden first time he ever flagged a motorcycle race crushed it. He was calling starts, bro. He was calling like someone jumped and I was like, dude, that guy didn't jump. And then sh- somebody showed me a video and i was like fuck i take that back he did jump i was like hayden you're good to call jumps buddy cuz i i didn't really trust him calling jumps i was like i'll call the jumps and uh yeah. he was spot on every single jump like he did great i i couldn't have asked for asked for more from my flagger like my corner workers uh everybody that crashed too and picking the bikes up and getting out of the way so everybody could keep racing you don't see that at most amateur flat track races it's so common knowledge that people just crash lay on the track and play possum and, and get a red flag. I don't do that. We don't do that at winter throwdown. Like if you're going to lay on the ground and play possum, and then I see you look up for a red flag and then jump up, I'm going to put you in the ambulance just to get checked out. And there were a few riders that did that. I won't mention their names. Um, but like our runners, like we have runners that help, help pick the bike up. We like, we really like everybody really did their jobs very well. The track crew, Dave and Lisa, Um, his staff, trash cans were cleaned every morning. uh, Porta-potties were cleaned out every morning. Uh, There's a lot that goes into it. I brought in three extra uh, lights for the pits. The pits were really dark last year, so I brought in three solar-powered lights from Sunbelt that lit up the pits better. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, everything was great. It, It was really hard, I will say, to navigate the program and also keep the live streaming guys posted on what's going on because they had to plug everything on their end, and I had to let them know, like, if there's a schedule change, I don't usually have to answer to any, anybody. I kind of can just make that call and tell all the riders. But now I have to, like – I had to, like, tell the live streaming people. I had to tell – like, I had to – there's more moving pieces where I'm like, I couldn't just do it. I had to just tell them, hey, you know, we're moving this part of the program. And, um, dude, there was a lot of intricate pieces, and I'm really
0: excited to – talk about we haven't talked about this 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 part of it yet but i wanted to especially say that james and ian were so uh good at calling that race and hilarious and funny and insightful and stuff so that was that was a really cool aspect of the uh, the live stream as well so i'm sure everybody that watched it will agree that they they killed it it was that was really cool
1: yeah and i didn't get to watch any of it yet i mean i heard some of the stuff they were saying and it was uh they're they're great man i love love both of them guys they did a great job and jen lewis filling in and and helping out as well i'd like to push jennifer back on the um like the pit walks and the funny interviews next year i think that's kind of where she shined um she does a great job in all aspects but i think it was hard to get mic time for all three of them so i think i'm gonna have her do the like the more pit walks and social media mm-hmm. stuff next year but yeah and then finally at the end of the night like i got we did the podiums the last the last you know i wish i could did podiums earlier but with time it was <laughs> hard to navigate but i bought that big um victory circle banner and backdrop yep. and got to use that and uh dude it is that everything is in great. your garage now no it's folded back up i had it at hagerstown we never used it there because we had uh okay we were dude it's hard man it's hard to try and do everything i want to do and i'll uh i'll talk about that as well on the patreon just you can definitely to you can definitely do too much with these races like you have to do what's feasible you can't have pipe dreams Mm -hmm. with events you got to do what's feasible and that's why i see some of these events and i see some of the stuff guys want to do and i'm just like bro that ain't gonna fucking work like that's how you gonna do that um you just got to be realistic uh and, and just put on a good show and be transparent so Big shout out to all the riders that came, all the sponsors that made it possible. Um, We'll get the results posted, hopefully, on our website the next couple of days. Um, Cruz is sick. He had a fever last two days. He was fever and sick this morning. Evan's been sick. I've been sick. So it's, um, you know, people traveling home, there's like massive snowstorms. So we're struggling Mm -hmm. getting the results up right now, but um, they are posted on our page. Um, we'll tidy them up. We'll put them on the website. We'll put the point standings on the website. And then I'm hoping the live streaming is posted by the time this podcast gets dropped. Um, yeah, know that I am working on that very hard so you guys can go back and watch the coverage. So yeah, it was yeah dr- great event, man. A great <laughs> event
0: overall. Just everybody. I really appreciate it. Speaking of weather on the way home, when I was driving through Wyoming, it was negative 24 degrees. So Uh, I'm kind of missing Florida right now. So it's It's kind of cold cold. here. I mean, it ain't that cold, but it's like maybe
1: 50 degrees. That's about it. So
0: Uh, that's not Florida. That's, that's not, that's too cold for Florida. Cancel the schools. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Basically
1: (laughs) that's what they do here. But, um, all right, that's a wrap. That was longer than I thought. Hopefully it was decent. Uh, we'll go like, we'll go super in depth and I'll be way more organized and we'll go, we'll do a Patreon pod, on promoting races and i'm going to dig deep into what what goes in the winter throwdown so if you haven't yet subscribe to the pod on patreon you can catch those six other episodes we've done so far while you wait Mm -hmm. but we're gonna we're gonna bang that one out here in the next day or two and get that posted Big job um dude i I don't have anything else it was honestly it went went way smoother than i thought with the weather i I oh yeah did not think we were going to be able to do that
0: i'm kind of a a doom and gloom emo kid so i thought for sure it was going to be a shit house but we pulled it off and i say we because everybody that went was a part of that program so to everybody that was there great job yes sir until the next winter throwdown next
1: podcast subscribe follow us on social media and uh, leave us some good reviews we're back at it we'll get you guys some pods coming your way thanks for all the support until next time we out